Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hey Jake, you alright? No, no, I'm not alright. Oh, okay, what's, what's a Fed up with the... Okay, well, sh- should we get on with it? Yeah, let's get on with it. Then. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a bop. Hello there. Hope you had a good weekend. I had an all right weekend. Thank you very much. I made a rice pudding. Uh, here's what you did. Not you. I don't mean you. Here's what they did. You, they, you. All right? I didn't write this very cogently. Here's what you did. You smashed up the unions. You made people work longer hours for less money. You drove down educational standards and you created a generation of latchkey kids who saw very little of their parents because they were working so hard. To you, this made sense because as a child, you barely saw your parents bundled off as you were into the best boarding schools and didn't they just make a man out of you? You industrialised convenience food production so that the people could work the longer hours and still get jazzed that they, little old they, could eat luxury mini Kievs and king prawns. King! I live like a king! And they could feed their kids quickly and easily at the end of a long day. And a generation of kids grew up never seeing cooking happen. And a generation or two went by like this until being unskilled at cookery was the norm. But it didn't matter because the plastic trays arrived at the supermarkets just in time. You created this. The state. You made this system. You go to work, you do the thing, you get the money, you buy the tray. And you never saved any money for a rainy day. You took and you took and you took. Not just you, but the corporations, the profits, the shares and the dividends. No safety net. No slack in the system. A tight ship because your little human battery farm is working perfectly. But you knew, you knew that one day a pandemic would come because in 2016 you did an exercise where you wargamed it. But it upset your perfect farm model so you didn't do anything about it, did you? And the human battery cattle kept doing the thing and getting the plastic tray as its reward. 
And then the coronavirus came and the cattle couldn't do the thing, so it couldn't get the plastic tray anymore. Who made that system? The cattle? Does the cow make the farm? No. So to say it's the cow's responsibility to feed its own child in a system like that, penned in like that, is nonsensical. It's a trapped animal. It can't get the plastic tray because it can't do the thing to get the money to buy it. You! You're the farmer! And you need to press the button that makes the plastic tray come. You built the system! I don't know if you saw uh, the response from Philip Davies, MP for Shipley. Uh, to a 16-year-old girl writing about free school meals. Dear Lily, thank you for your email, even though you show how intolerant you are to anyone who holds a different opinion to you. I appreciate that virtue signalling is in vogue, but I'm afraid that I take the rather old-fashioned view that parents should be primarily responsible for feeding their children rather than the state. That never used to be a contentious view, even when Labour were in government and they refused to do this, and I'm very sad that it's become so. I'm afraid that I cannot support such a... <laughs> state power grab away from the principle of parental responsibility <laughs> are you getting all this <laughs> if we are not even going to ask parents to be responsible for feeding their children then i wonder what we would ask them to be responsible for best wishes philip i'm nice i'm polite tony ben observed that in times of hardship there's a swing to the right and he's right in as much as I think that, you know, when you feel the belt tightening, there comes a sort of certain degree of self-protection. You're like, well, I'm going to look out for me and my family and this looks like the best deal. I'd love to help everybody, but I, you know, I'm going to do that. It's true. But we've gone past that stage, I think. We've got to a point where you get the altruism of the truly desperate when you see struggling businesses offering free school meals to kids with no questions asked and the government won't even thank the businesses. In fact, Selene Saxby's Facebook post, which has been deleted ever since, says, I'm delighted our local businesses have bounced back so much after lockdown they're able to give away food for free and I very much hope they will not be seeking any further government support. She has posted a follow-up statement to that. I don't know if you saw that. She said, The portrayal of my recent comments on social media, out of context, does not accurately convey my views. I, of course, deeply regret any offence which may have been caused. <laughs> what was... How is that out of context? When I, when I said... I don't care about poor children. It didn't accurately convey my views in context, which was prior to now, I've managed to hide the fact that I don't care about poor children to others and myself. And I'd appreciate it if we could all revert to that state as soon as possible. I cannot think of an issue that has more plainly set the government into a cold light than this. And I don't, any argument you want to make about, well, we don't think it's the best system to support... You got this so wrong. Selene Saxby said she'd been inundated with emails of an abhorrent nature following the vote. And Angela Rayner MP had to apologise to Chris Clarkson for calling him scum. You know, just like Boris Johnson apologised for using the misogynistic term big girl's blouse. Oh wait, he didn't. Or saying 
humbug in response to Paula Sheriff talking about death threats and Joe Cox, the murdered MP. Absolutely classic gaslighting bants. Hey, 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 why are you getting so angry? There's no need for that. Calm down. All I did was block access to food for poor children and now you're calling me awful name. Well, do you know what? That's totally delegitimised your argument. Megan Phillips on Twitter said, uh, imagine knowing one in three children live in poverty and thinking, I'd like to teach them a lesson in dependency and not, I'd like them not to starve. Ben Bradley, who got a lot of heat, he's an MP. Uh, he's, he replied to that. Still engaging, still keeping up the good fight. He's the one who uh, said that uh, people were swapping uh, packets of pasta <laughs> for methamphetamine. Uh, anyway, uh, he replied to this saying, except one in three kids don't live in poverty. That's an absolute fallacy. Labour's measure of relative poverty is meaningless. If Richard Branson, Branson gets richer, more kids get relatively impoverished. It's just an arbitrary line on income, ignoring things like the local cost of living, etc. He is so right, of course. Truly, he is absolutely right. The whole relative poverty metric is perhaps not helpful and not useful. And the truth is, one in three kids, whatever you want to call it, call it 30%, they don't live in poverty. No, it is a mere 26% of children who live in absolute poverty poverty in this country what is it the sixth largest economy in the world with a quarter of the children more than that living in poverty a quarter of the next generation 19 percent of the general population that's one percent higher than those golden sunlit filled days of 1936 great times I just hope people's memory of this sustains for the next four years. I feel like, I don't know, like builders who maybe voted conservative because they wanted the better corporate tax rates, uh, because, you know, they've got a little business and it just makes sense. And, you know, I've got to go for that. Suddenly they're all out of work and they're suddenly feeling the sharp end of this government and its policies. And discovering, oh, oh, you cared about me when I had money. Now, not so much. And suddenly something's kicked in. It does feel different. I feel a kind of sea change in the world. And maybe that's just wild optimism. But there's this basic tribalist survival principle now. When it's like it's about the children. And we have to protect our flock and each other this extraordinary altruism's kicked in where everybody's kind of desperately wanting to do what they can to to help and protect people has the government ever seemed like such a monolithic impassive pillar of stone and will we remember uh, some dates for your diary 
2021, government uh, set to remove the £1,000 universal credit increase. 2022, they'll slash the NHS funding post-COVID. Uh, 2023, they'll slash education funding. And uh, 2024, they'll announce record-breaking investment programme for education and healthcare and accuse Labour of anti-Semitism. Uh, you might want to jot those down in your diary. Have a great election, everybody. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. got some wildlife news coming up for you uh but uh, speaking of animals oh my god uh, videos and photos allegedly showing hunter biden quote engaging in sex acts oh what uh we're posted on a chinese website oh wow here we go yeah and uh, it said, the caption, it said, U.S. presidential candidate Joe Biden is 100 percent controlled by the Chinese Communist Party as one of the most successful political instances of the BGY program. I don't know what BGY means. Uh, Britain's got yen. I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, this is, what I don't, what I don't really understand, though, is. So it was uploaded to a Chinese website. Now, we all know that the Chinese state is pretty good at controlling what happens on Chinese websites um, and it was it's a website owned by uh, a billionaire called Guo Wengui um, and it was founded in April of this year the media organization responsible by him and Steve Bannon so I don't I don't know if I fully understand how the guy who's in cahoots with the website owner in china who leaked the images can say that guy this guy look here who we've stolen stuff from and we're posting online he's in cahoots with the chinese government 
I do, <laughs> am I being dumb? I didn't follow the logic. See, see that that guy there whose house I just robbed. She must be in cahoots with some serious criminals. <laughs> oh, next week, eh? Um, self-cloning mutant crayfish have taken over a cemetery in Belgium. Am I having a stroke? Is it possible? I'll read it again. Self-cloning. Self-cloning. Mutant crayfish have taken over a cemetery in Belgium. Okay. Um, can anyone else smell toast? Hippopotamus. No, I think I'm okay. Uh, hundreds of these uh, crayfish. Marbled. They're marbled. Uh, they're always female. Uh, they've invaded uh, a cemetery in Antwerp. This is according to the Brussels Times. Uh, Kevin Shears of the Flemish Institute for Nature and Woodland Research said, it's impossible to round up all of them, Waffle. I'm sorry, that's not acceptable. It's from Rien à Déclarer. You have to watch it. It's very funny. Anyway, he says, it's impossible to round up all of them. It's like trying to empty the ocean with a thimble without even exploring what do you empty the ocean into. You need a space bucket. Uh... Anyway, they mutated about 25 years ago, and it allows them to... They're over viviparous. I used that word in a song once. Um, it allows them to uh, reproduce by themselves. <laughs> Imagine if we could do that. Um, it enables entire populations to spring up from a single one, you see. And then they just choke all the life out of lakes, ponds, and rivers. I feel like this maybe should be the headline story of the day because you know what's to stop them now in other gorgeous wildlife news oh nature beautiful uh the washington state department of agriculture destroyed its first nest of asian giant hornets um they've got a nickname you know like ladybug or whatever they're called murder hornets uh, they they had to vacuum the insects out of a tree near Blaine in Washington. Uh, it's amazing. This is sort of big. Um, it's like a massive Dyson cylinder filled with murder hornets. I got to say, I, I saw footage once of uh, these kinds of hornets and what they do, and it is the worst thing you've ever seen. They will just fly into a, a bee's hive, and it's just a, a bloodbath. They literally they go in there. They got these huge mandibles, and they just decapitate all the bees. It's horrific. Um, the worst thing I saw in France, and I saw some pretty weird things in France going through the house there. Um, but uh, we were driving along and in through the window uh, and landing on Kim only briefly before flying out again, I was um, a hornet eating a wasp. <laughs> it's just nice to get closer to nature. You know, it's just nice. Uh <laughs> I, I, uh, I, that sort of concludes the news I think for today uh, Julie has very kindly shared and you can see it on Twitter it's on at nottodaypod under uh, the uh, hashtag uh, what was the hashtag sorry lost it for a second there it's hashtag my clickbait posted her clickbait hashtag my clickbait uh, genuine clickbait 
a picture of Tina Turner saying, Remember Tina Turner? Grab a tissue before you see her now. That's deliberately ambiguous, I think. I think they know what they're doing, these people. It's disgraceful. Thank God we can't reproduce by ourselves. Anyway, what's uh, what's your clickbait? I had some this morning. It was a photograph of slices of banana boiling in a pan. I don't know why you do that. That doesn't feel right. Uh, and it says, uh, try this secret method to completely empty your bowels. So like, honestly, just catch sight of a hornet eating a wasp inside a sealed car. That'll do it. Uh, but I'd love it if you if you fancied sharing uh, some clickbait. You can make some up if you want. Uh, or if you see anything that's genuinely uh, amazing, um, why not share it at Not Today Pod? Or you can email Not Today at Swanburst.com. Two things. One was, uh, uh, did you hear Friday's uh, edition? I'm so sorry about the baked potato. I was a bit drunk. Uh, but uh, Dave Yap, my amazing cousin, was there. And uh, there was a mystery recording. There was a mystery sound. Do you have any guesses? It's at Not Today Pod or Not Today at Swanburst.com. And uh, the other thing was uh, just say, have you played the new and improved uh, Spot the Rock yet? Um, it's uh, the game that everyone's uh, been enjoying. Um, the web address for it is, uh, I think, uh, W-H-H-O-O. Who? W-H-H-O-O. -O? dot uh, com slash str for spot the rock spot the rock um basically it's it's faster and more furious now and people are racking up amazing scores my best score is 145 see if you can beat that uh but anyway i've been trying to give out this web address for some time who and Jem, uh, uh the amazing man who built this game uh I think is going to tell us how to pronounce it. So he says, Good morning, Jake, my fellow Yapolite. Following the launch of Spot the Rock last night, last week, rather, I've had hundreds. There's a footnote there. Not sure. I, uh, yeah. Uh, of people asking me, Jim, why have you got a website called who.com? And how do you say it? Uh, in the late 90s and early noughties, I was, and in fairness, remain, a huge fan of Radio 1's Mark and Lard. Somewhere, I have a recording of a mustn't grumble they gave me following a disappointing go-kart race where a wheel fell off our borrowed cart. Was that the one where you broke your arm? Is that the one where we can see it online, Gem, where someone's captioned it, Ops, our arm breaker? When the first of my excellent nephews, Joshua, arrived, I have six excellent nephews and two excellent nieces and a new niece-few, not sure which, on the way, uh, and I began my tentative steps in uncling. I travelled as often as I could from Bristol to Luton to visit and entertain him. On one particular, you're adorable, Jem. You're just adorable. Anyway, on one particular visit, I found that some Mark and Lard catchphrases made him giggle, particularly when I said, with gusto, with the right impression, "Stop the clock, fancy a brew, and that's the bunny." Were all firm favourites, uh, but there was one that would make him guffaw consistently and reliably. It was the answer that Lard would give in character when presented with the answer to the name of the celebrity that he'd had to guess the identity of while playing a round of It's a Mystery. When I registered my second website in 2002, oh, I needed to think of a domain that was short and memorable. It was just going to be somewhere for me to publish silly things, such as some rubbish flash games I'd made. Hamster Racing 2003 was a joy. Oh my God, I need to check out all the rest of your website. 
So I chose this, as it made me chuckle, thinking of telling him about it when he was older. Josh has just started his second year at uni, and as a repeating joke for some close friends, it did genuinely didn't occur to me that at some stage someone might actually need to say it out loud without prior knowledge of Mark and indeed Lard. Pronunciation is in the attached file. Much love, and keep spotting the rocks. Gem from Portishead, the town, not the band. Well, here it is. This is how we should have been saying it. <clears throat> I'm not doing that. <laughs> wow, I I had no idea it was that wrong. Uh, th- thank you, thank you very much. Um, I feel like I just got my right ear syringed. Genuinely, it's sort of tickly. Um, right, that's it for today. I hope you'll join me for tomorrow's fun and games. Uh, we'll be talking about perfect conversations and we'll be talking about something else. I can't remember. Oh, God, so hard to sign off a podcast sometimes. Jesus! Sausages. That's it. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.